Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Today, we start a new three-part series about taking the narrow path in our daily lives. Over the next three episodes, we'll discuss marriage, parenting, and our work. In a world where the wider, more inviting path tempts us with quick fixes and easy answers, we're going to explore more lasting rewards and choosing a road that is less traveled, a road that demands faith, commitment, and reliance and guidance on God. We begin this episode with talking about the narrow path in our marriage. And today's verse, or this series' verse, is Matthew 7, 13 through 14, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You know, when I've seen that verse before, there's so many different things that come into my mind. And you and I have talked quite a bit this past week when we were talking about this series about what that looks like for us. When we see that image, by the way, he created that image as well. Um, that's something that God kind of just downloaded to him and um, just it's such a beautiful thing. But we talked a lot about what that image looks like to us. And just re- before we get into this week's um, section of, of marriage, I just want to talk just for just two minutes about, we you know, what does that look like in real life when you're looking at what does the narrow road look like to us in our modern lives? And what does the broad road look like in that photo? It's like this big, huge green pasture and it's beautiful and wide and easy and level. And then the narrow road is like kind of through a dark gate and it's uphill uh, and off to the side, off to and the side you, you can't don't, see the end, right? You, you see the start of a narrow road mm-hmm. um, beyond the gate. You don't see the, the path. The path isn't clearly laid out. It it leads to uh, a forested area where you don't know where the destination right. really is, opposed to the 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 wide road that right. that broad road. It seems like the the future is bright, and we put the tree in the image. the 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 image of the tree is is life. Yeah, it, it's to represent life and our daily decisions that we have to make my favorite part of this i'm going to bring it back up just for a second is that the tree of life is pointing (laughs) to the narrow path in this image exactly it's pointing to it you just have to see it you have to look for that but when you go through the big wide open path there um you don't know that's going downwards by the way so the the broad road leads down it's mm-hmm. always down and it's wide and you can see what everybody else is doing. Notice you can see what they're doing on that path. You can follow what others are doing. That's usually how it ends up happening. Whatever's trending, whatever's happening. And then, you know, you may go off a cliff at the end. Who knows? Like, you know what I mean? But, but it's always down. And that narrow path in this image is up. It's up, always looking up. And you don't necessarily see what everybody else is doing. In fact, the way you're supposed to walk the narrow path is with those who are walking it alongside you not pointing at them and seeing what they're doing and then doing what they're doing. You're supposed to be walking alongside others that are walking that narrow path, right? And just focusing on 
the next step, the next right step, like we talked about last week. So I just wanted to point out just kind of like the baseline of this image and where we're kind of going with these three different um, points we want to make over the next three weeks, because I think if we get a good baseline of what we mean by this verse, um, you can kind of start to apply it to your life. So, so how does how does the narrow path apply to our marriage? Uh, you know, again, we're, we're making decisions on a daily basis. Um, rapidly, many decisions every, every day, those small decisions, big decisions. But many times, especially after you get past that honeymoon stage, mm-hmm. right? You start making decisions based out of your own habits, based out of your own tendencies, um, without really seeking God, right? And and I want you really to discuss, because this is something that you see a lot and, and, and well, we both see, but really yeah. is a pet peeve of yours. Yeah. I would say um, it, it's probably more than a pet peeve, but it, it's really, it gets under my skin really fast. Right. Um, because, one- because, and it's true. I mean, it does bother me too. Um, but, but you see it a lot quicker right. than. So what we're most. talking about cryptically over here <laughs> is basically what happens when women get together. And they start, I'm going to say they think they're fellowshipping about their husbands. They are not. They're tearing them down. I can't begin to tell you how many different crowds, by the way, that I have been in. Different crowds, meaning different areas of my life um, where I'm in a, in a group of women where it could be church, it could be a bowling alley, it could be a party, it could be like on a job. It doesn't matter. Every single time I get into a group of women, there's always this string of, um, there's the thread of comments or conversations going on where people are, their women are complaining about their husbands and it happens on every level. Now there's the obvious, like a terrible marriage is going on and she's really kind of venting about all these awful things and she doesn't really know how to deal with it. And that's one thing that's, that's trying to reach out for and crying for help in a situation where she just doesn't know what to do. And, And I'm not talking about that. Okay. That's different. I really feel like there's a place for that and there needs to be help and and lifting up of that woman and coming alongside. Okay. I understand that. I'm talking about people who have quote unquote happy marriages, but they think because it's societally acceptable, right. And normal and funny that they want to start tearing down their husbands in all of these little ways that are completely inappropriate and, and really frankly, do not build fellowship between women either. It's really hard for me to stay. I, I hate it, actually. I'm going to use that word. I hate it because it's so uncomfortable for me to be in a group of women where they're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? They all do that. And I love when they say they all. My husband doesn't do any of those things. And what am I going to say? No, he doesn't do any of that. No, it doesn't do that either. Nope, doesn't do that either. Like, what you know, and then they don't like that. They don't like that they can't sit there and say that all men do this. They can't hate on men around me. Because I personally don't agree that all men are this way. I don't believe that all women are one way. I don't believe that all people are one way. And so when people get kind of stuck in that, they, they want to be and they want to tear someone down because they want to fit in. They think it's societally like what I was going to say, acceptable, trendy. Um, that's how they connect with women. It's really hard for me to be around when they're talking about men being sick. Oh, they can't, you know, all the funny things we see online, you know, like them being man colds. Like it's a whole thing, you know, and, and and I understand that that's something that happens, but that doesn't mean that every time we get together, that's what we do to fellowship as women. I really don't agree with it. Um, 
fortunately, not all women are like that either. And I do have um, lots of women that I fellowship with who, who believe the same way I do. They don't believe in doing that. But that's a real epidemic. So so I wanted you to speak on that because you're very passionate about that. And I, I love it. But but men men do this, too, in, sure. in all kinds of different ways. But I think uh, men do it and have been torn down for doing it. And women, it seems like it's acceptable for them to do it. And men are almost in agreement with it. Yes. And I hate that. <laughs> I do yeah. not like it. Yeah, it, exactly. So why? I, th I think it's kind of obvious, right? When we're, when we're putting it out there like that, isn't it obvious why this isn't a good idea? Right. I understand that both men and women, okay, in a marriage, uh, you know, our marriages, uh, we, we have two different personalities many times. Women think differently from guys. And, and guys think differently from women and there's going to be conflict. There's going to be disagreement. Okay. And sometimes there's disagreement that you cannot resolve in the moment. Maybe there's habits that I have. Maybe it's habits that she has that just rub us the wrong way, or we don't necessarily agree with, but is it, is it better to take that to your friend, mm -hmm. okay, that you vent to, okay, you you fellowship with, yeah, or your coworker, and everyone in on, um, you know, I could see it. Every this happens a lot. You you're taking a coffee break, you're socializing, and everybody's talking about their husband. Oh yeah, my husband does this. It bothers me. Blah blah blah. You could get caught up in those things. Yeah, easily. Right. Mm -hmm. But have you talked to God about that? Yeah. Should you be talking to another broken person about what is best in your marriage or venting about what's going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. in your marriage to another broken person or taking that to God that you have made a covenant with? Okay. When you're in marriage, you're in covenant with your your spouse, but also with God. Yeah. Right. And and so you're going to go ahead and take something out of that covenant and expect wisdom. Right. And expect God's anointing. And I think so. Let me just break this down because um, boy, we could. I'll tell you right now, Javi and I could talk about marriage for hours, and we don't have hours this morning. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of encapsulate where we're going with this because um, I want I want to make sure that this is received the way we intended it. Basically, here's the deal. The narrow road in marriage, right, is speaking life, staying in covenant. And I'm not even talking about, yeah, of course, be loyal, you know, <laughs> don't cheat on your spouse. Like I'm not let's say let's say we're going to assume the obvious stuff you shouldn't be doing. But what about the things we're doing? We don't even realize we're hurting our marriage, but we're just doing what everybody else does. Right. We want to make sure that we are make that uh, our spouse is winning even when we're like annoyed about something. Mm -hmm. I will say I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about being a doormat. I'm not talking about any of those things. These are normal, regular marriages where people feel like they have a good marriage, but they're hurting their marriage and their covenant by doing these things. There's a big difference between going to your best friend privately and saying, listen, I've been, I've been going to God about this. I just feel like it's not a huge deal. I just, I just need some support and I need my sister to just come alongside me and, and, and pray with me about this. 
than going into a group of women women and then getting involved in a um a complaining fest where we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's totally he does that too. Ugh, isn't that the worst? Oh, they're so stupid. That is not speaking life over your marriage. That's speaking death. That's speaking death over your marriage. That's speaking death and and failure over your spouse. You married this person wanting them to win. Because if they win, you win, right? If if God wins, you guys both win. Right. That's that's the thing that we're supposed to be focused on. And it goes the same for men, by the way. We're just assuming I'm talking about women because I see it a lot and it's overlooked and not discussed and nobody's talking about it and nobody is is condemning it. Well, the thing is, is that we do that. Why do we do that? Because we want to our will, our point of view to be justified and fulfilled, justified rather than God's will. God's will may be. Uh, for you to work that out with your spouse, God's will may might be to, to actually point something out in you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why is that bothering you so much? Are you doing something to to cause the, this yeah. this particular issue? Is there something in you that you may be you might be doing? We don't like it when the finger is pointing back at us, and and sometimes. Quite often, God is pointing to us, okay, right, to and, to ju- to help us to repent of our own, yep, our own uh, shortcomings. Exactly. No, that's absolutely right. Because sometimes God's trying to work bitterness out of us, even though the bitterness we think, well, it's from them. We'll tell them, God. But listen, right. He said earlier, "Have you talked to God about it? How about let's start with, have you talked to your spouse about it?" Have you even had a conversation? Well, the, no, the, the, there's a reason why I say that. Yeah. Oh, because, I know. Because, no, we should be seeking God first. Yes. I was seeking God in all things. I know this is what you meant. But the thing is, is there are times that you're in c- complete disagreement. You're, you guys cannot seem to get on the same page. All right. And rather than picking up the phone, or the next time you're on a coffee break with your coworker is, oh, I need, can I vent about this? Yeah, yeah, totally. How about going to your prayer closet and bringing that to your father that loves you both? That loves you both. That's okay. Yep. And what you, what have you said many times in our marriage where, where, where we're in disagreement? Mm-hmm. And so we have to take that, that disagreement out from in between us and give that to our father. Give it to our father. So now he's being that intermediate intermediary mm-hmm. between us. Right. And helping us both because he loves us both. Right. And wants the best out of our marriage, lifting that up above us, mm-hmm. not in between us. Because number one, you're going to get the best answer and it will be solved because it's God. Number two, now you're both looking at the problem over there and not in between you. And number three, God, if God wins, we both win. And ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, I know his intention isn't to hurt me. And so we're like, wait a minute, we need to come together on solving that problem over there, not this thing in between us. And I think back to my other comment, we weren't talking about the same thing. You were talking about something you had talked to your spouse about where you were in disagreement. But I'm talking about those things where we never, it's passive aggressiveness. We never say anything to the spouse, but they just do this thing. And then we never bring it up. Oh, yeah. And we never bring it up. And so, so it's you like talk a, about being on the same page. I'm yeah. not on the same page. <laughs> 
No, we're talking about two different things. That's okay. Um, you're you're talking about those like real. We've already talked about it. We have disagreements. Now we need to take it to God and help have God help us solve it together. But when your spouse doesn't even know it irritates you. And then you're talking to your friends about it. That's not giving your spouse a chance at all to fix it, to talk about it, to anything. There's been times where he said, or I said, both of us have done this, where we're like, listen, can you please, I love you. Can you, can we talk about this? Cause this, it's really bothers me. And he's like, I didn't even have any idea that bothered you. That's no big deal. I can change the way I do that. Or, or, you know, or, or. I just need to say, listen, stop leaving your rapture piles everywhere in the bedroom <laughs> of clothing that look like someone just disappeared. And there's a man that was standing there oh, and now there's man. not a man. I can't believe you brought that up. Oh, my <laughs> but here's why I bring it up. Not only is it funny because there's other couples that have told us they talk about the clothing left everywhere as rapture piles. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. After that conversation and we made a joke about it, it actually doesn't bother me anymore. It hasn't bothered me since that conversation. And here's why. Number one, it's funny. He thinks it's funny. I think it's funny. Number two. If I didn't have him here, I wouldn't have those here either. And every time I see one, I think, praise God for that man. If the only thing I have to complain about is that I have to pick up a shirt, there are so many bigger things that my husband crushes at life. Who cares if he leaves his clothes out? I don't care. Whatever. He's a human being. I leave my clothes out sometimes. But the reason why we don't complain about it as women is when we do it, we know we're picking it up. But we think, oh, you think someone's going to pick up? You know what? It's a, it's a shirt. <laughs> I just love the man. And, and if he has habits that, that we've talked about and laughed about and it doesn't change, I just need to have perspective. And that's what God was working out in me. And he was saying, yes, but that man leaving that shirt on the floor that isn't any big deal has come alongside you to love you, support you, lift you up and does many, many much bigger things than that. And that's what God was working out in me. And no, he still leaves his clothes out and that's fine with me. It's fine. And it is. Because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because I understand the deeper meaning behind what he's here for. And it's not to pick up his clothes for me. It's so many other bigger things. And so that, you see, you have to have those conversations and give it to God because it may be that it doesn't change. It may be that it's funny. It may be, man, this is, th we made such a joke out of it that the man one day decided that he was going to take his clothes and do chalk outline shapes in his clothes throughout <laughs> the room so that it looked like people had laid down and disappeared in whole outfits. <laughs> it was great. And I'm sure I have stuff too. There, there's definitely things that, that I do. I know it. I'm not okay. easy to let's take with. the focus off of me. For a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but it's just such a great example of how something can be funny and small. So when we're talking about, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. When we're talking about what we pictured here, the narrow road mm -hmm. versus the broad road yeah. and that allure of that broad road. Yeah. Well, what does that look like in marriage in what we just said? Well, what it looks like is that self-fulfillment. The world wants to tell you, mm -hmm. you need it's You need to feel good about yourself first. Now I'm not talking about, look, I'm not trying to push aside that we all have our own goals. We should have a, a, a good sense of, a healthy identity yeah. in Christ, by the way. Okay. But the allure of the world tells you, no, your feelings, how you feel and how your needs need to be met first. And the allure is that in conflict mm -hmm. and getting your feelings out and you can't, for some reason are not able to do this with your spouse at the moment that you need to seek other solutions, 
other people. And that is that decision. That is the fork in the road Yeah, that you have to make. Are you going to seek outside counsel in your friends, in your gossip group, yeah. in, in these people that are just as broken as you are? Or that person that, oh, yeah, they've had five marriages. They probably know what they're talking about, right? Or are you going to put the work in, seek God, and ask him for the answers and the wisdom to figure out how to communicate with your spouse, to figure out how to narrow, to guide you through this conflict through with your spouse and to actually reveal, maybe reveal things in you that you could bring into the marriage to help smooth this out, to, to resolve this conflict. Absolutely. The thing is, is the, the, the world wants to tell you that we need to seek our own self gratification rather yep. than take seek, care of yourself first. Right. And rather that, and, than yeah. seeking fulfillment found in God found in the, and they found in covenant right with the person that he's put you in covenant with. So right. again, we could talk about this for hours. You guys, um, we just love this subject because God's really poured into us about it. But one of the things that I want to do is I just want to end in prayer just to make sure that we give this to God. So, um, I'll just give you a little reminder of uh, our verse this week, Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Let's just close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the covenant of marriage. We thank you that you've designed it to be perfect and uplifting and just fulfilling on so many levels, God. We thank you that you have, you've chosen these people to come alongside of us, Lord, and that you've designed it in a way that we become one flesh. We come together and we support and complement each other. God, help us to lift one another up. Help us to live in that covenant fully and to seek your wisdom on everything that we do in our marriages. God, thank you so much for the narrow road that we cannot be led to destruction, but we are led to life together with our partners. And we thank you and give you all the glory for what's to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Also, be sure to check out our community at patreon.com backslash faithunregulated where you can join the conversation and access premium content. Again, that is patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and see you next time. God bless.